there. This is Carrie Schaefer, also known as author Carrie Ann King, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Secrets, where I get to take you off the page with the people who make the books we all love to read. Tell Me Your Secrets is produced from live stream video and is owned and copyrighted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Broadcasting Network. Hey everybody, Carrie here with you for another episode of Tell Me Your Secrets. You can call me Carrie Schaefer, you can call me Carrie Ann King, just make sure you call me when there's good books to read because I don't want to miss any of them. I have a fantastic guest today for us. Her name is Amy Reichert and she is the author of the Kindred Spirits Supper Club. Now I muddled my words so I'm going to say that more clearly, the Kindred Spirits Supper Club. Now I love this title for all kinds of reasons. I'm a fan of Anne of Green Gables, and I hope you are too. So the kindred spirits bit really talked to me in that way. But then I read about the book and we actually have spirits like, you know, ghosties. So the main character in this book can see them, which is so much fun. And um, I'm getting ahead of myself because I want Amy to tell you about the book. So I have to tell you a little bit about Amy. So for starters, Amy has been writing for a while. This is not her first book. She is the author of The Coincidence of Coconut Cake, Luck, Love, and Lemon Pie, The Simplicity of Cider, and The Optimist's Guide to Letting Go. So you may have noticed in many of those titles the mention of food. And we'll talk about that more later. And there's a whole bunch more, but I got down to the end and this one just stole my heart. Someday I want to hold a baby panda, swim with dolphins, nose boop a manatee, and write a Hallmark movie script. Yes, one of these things is not like the other, but I could put the first three into the fourth and that's how great ideas are made. How can you not fall in love with somebody who wants to nose boop a manatee? I'm just saying. So I am going to bring Amy on here to say hello to you. Hi, Amy. Hello, Carrie. Thank you for having me. I'm just so excited. This is so fun. Uh, I do have to say now I, I know better because I've been in Florida and I've looked at how to swim with manatees and it's actually pretty illegal to nose boop a manatee, but the manatee could nose boop me. So, well, and it could happen, and it could happen, and it's okay to dream. So you're not going to do anything illegal. So if we have any legal types listening, especially Florida police type people, Amy is not breaking any laws. She's not assaulting the manatees. She's good. I would never forever. <laughs> So I I have to do this now that you're here. So I'm going to get Amy to tell us a little bit about the book. But first, I have to show you. This is really funny. So magic happens when I hold up this cover. I, I have a green screen. So all of the green parts. This is what it's supposed to look like. We we had this magic mushroom moment where I, where I held my cover up. And I was like, wait, what? What's this doing? Why does it look like that? It's kind of magical. So here are, um, I have to read a couple of these things too. So a couple of the blurbs about the book. Um, Amy E. Reichert is all about stories that end well, and who couldn't use that right now, right? The Kindred Spirit Supper Club follows Sabrina Moore as she moves back to the Dells to confront ghosts, fall in love, and make a difference. Um, I like the next one too from Book Trib. 
full of delicious food, random acts of kindness, and one giant margarita to the face that launches it all. This is sure to be the feel-good book of the summer. So, Amy, tell us, tell us about the book. What is going on? So, you, as you mentioned earlier, there is Sabrina Monroe. She is a failed journalist. She's just been fired from her fifth journalism job, which was not where she should have been anyway, and is forced to move back in with her parents in the Dells, where she has to confront the figurative and literal ghosts of her past. Uh, as you mentioned, her family can see ghosts. The women in her family. The women. Only the women. Only the women. And they help them with any unfinished business. And uh, which is growing up was not exactly an easy thing for Sabrina to experience. Um, having to see ghosts was a little traumatic at times and kind of made her the weird girl. And she got bullied and she was from the weird family. So it wasn't very great. So as soon as she could leave the Dells, she did. Uh, but now she's forced to move back as a, she's working as a duck tour guide, duck boat tour guide in case. Yeah, I was going to say, explain what a duck is. Cause we're not talking like little rubber duckies. You know, it, a duck is their World War II amphibious vehicles. So they're boats that also have wheels so they can go on land and in water. They were used like the storming of um, Normandy beach and they were usually used to bring supplies. Uh, and now they're all over the country doing tours because <laughs> it's kind of fun because you can go in the, out of the water. Um, so she is a, a tour guide in one of these, which is a big thing in the Dells that people do. Um, I've lost my spiel. <laughs> <laughs> I interrupted you because I okay. wanted to know what the ducky boats were. So yeah. you're telling us about the book and what the girl is doing. Um, this is just how my brain works. It goes all over the place. So growing up, she, she, Sabrina has a hard time connecting with other people ironically her very best friend is one of the ghosts that they've never been able to help ghost molly and she's obsessed with rom-coms she changes clothes on a whim and she absolutely wants to help sabrina have the happy ever after that she never could so when the new supper club owner moves to town and kind of shows a little bit of interest in sabrina molly decides she's going to do what she can to help that along so that's kind of the gist and lots of other things happen. Well, I think we should talk a little bit about how Sabrina meets Ray. So, and, and just a comment. So Sabrina has rather crippling social anxiety also. So here she is having to do, can you imagine doing tours and having anxiety and oh, it's not, not good, but. Um, so from an anxiety standpoint, a lot of the anxiety comes from the unpredictable. Right. So when you're giving a routine speech over and over and you've got predictable things, it's not so bad. Right. Uh, so that's, it's not the world's worst thing. It's not as bad as a journalist who has to call people up cold and ask them personal questions about stuff. Yeah. So that's, yeah, but it's also not exactly what she wants to do with her life. <laughs> so I wanted to get back to how they met, but you, I, I have to go down this little rabbit hole right now. You write anxiety really well. Um, you seem to know a lot about it. So now I'm going to ask the personal question is, do you, is this something that you have some personal issues with or? I, I do have some anxiety, not at the level that Sabrina experiences, but I do have people in my life that do. And so not to mention, this has probably been the most anxiety inducing past few years we've all experienced. <laughs> So we, I think we've all experienced it to some point. Uh, so I, it was really important and that, that it evolved naturally as I was writing the book. But once I realized it was going to be an important component, 
I talk to people that I know who go through this, drew from some of my own experiences. And then also I have, um, I met with some psychotherapists who treat people with social anxiety and they were able to, and they also were my, um, some readers that I had go through to make sure I got it right. So it was really important that I, it felt real and people who have been through that will be like, yes. Yeah. And it, and I didn't want it to be like, she was broken. No, this no. Is part of her that there are things that can be done to go about your day. Well, and that is one thing that I love about it. Um, I am also, you don't know this about me, probably. I am a mental health counselor also. So um, I love- Especially flattered that you think I did a good job. You did do a good job. I love when characters are portrayed in books as whole human beings who happen to have anxiety <laughs> rather than, oh, an anxious person. Um, they, you know, because we're not defined by those things. And I, I had a conversation with, I was trying to remember. Oh, I know. I was, I was being interviewed um, the other day and we had, we had that conversation and it's just really important to write characters who are real and maybe have something. And what we were talking about is I believe everybody's in the DSM. The DSM is the, the Bible for um, psychotherapists uh, that, outlines all of the disorders we're all in there somewhere on some level so yeah i like that so back to sabrina meeting ray this was really fun i wonder um i always like to ask people to read the first page and maybe you could do that first for us if you're up for it i forgot to ask you yeah you're getting something i don't ever do (laughs) You don't have to. You can um, say no. I, I will. How about I read the first? I'm trying to think. I don't even remember what happens on the first page. <laughs> I can read it. Do you want me to read it? Um, no, I can. I can read it. I just rarely do because it's so weird to read my own stuff out loud. <laughs> but people love it. Um, so, but well, you'll have to. You'd have to go over the page and read the rest of the first. Okay, so I'll read the first two paragraphs. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Two days, 23 hours, and 32 minutes. Almost three full days since Sabrina Monroe had last spoken to someone who wasn't a relative. Her record was seven days, four hours, and 55 minutes. But still, almost three days was impressive. In her ideal world, she would continue the trend indefinitely, a sweet happily ever after of telecommuting and food delivery. She sat in the center of a large indoor water park, the WWW, Wild World of Water Parks, or three dub as people had started calling it, the latest addition to the water park capital of the world. The fake boulders hadn't yet acquired the usual dust and stuck gum. The colors still popped on the water slides and the painted murals were not yet dimmed by years of exposure to eye level burnings, eye burning levels of chlorine. (laughs) With her feet propped on a white plastic chair identical to the one she sat in, Sabrina stopped scrolling through the news app on her phone when a stack of towels toppled off a neighboring table into a puddle. She scooped them up, draping the wet towels over chair backs and setting the still dry towels at the center of the table, then returned to her lounging position before anyone noticed. Her nieces and nephew, Arabella, Lily, and Oscar, frolicked in the kitty area, a three-tiered structure of rope bridges, water cannons, and small slides for the little ones not quite ready to brave the twisty four-story flumes. An enormous bucket dropped 1,000 gallons of water every 15 minutes, with a clang and a roar and a rush of wind that blew over a lazy river circling the entire room, 
where tubes bobbed like Fruit Loops and tweens raced around floating adults who scowled at their rambunctiousness. There. <laughs> Whew, see, I there's really good professional readers who read that. Oh, but people love to hear readers, uh, to hear authors read read their stuff. It's true. It's just something a little special. So <laughs> we need to go a little further into the book. That's true. To, to what happens. Like, we don't have to read it. But how do they meet? So, and this is based on something. This was inspired by something that has actually happened in Adele's Water Park. Um <laughs> Oh, no. There is a YouTube video out there of a people fighting. It was like a little mini brawl food fight in a water park because somebody tried to take chairs. So and when it's busy in a water park, chairs are a very treasured commodity. Very, very important, apparently. Very important. So that's what happens in the book is somebody starts taking chairs from other people's table and some guys coming back from the bar with his nachos and his giant refillable margarita, which are like giant tubs. And which is a thing I have a cup over there. <laughs> Sadly, it does not have a margarita in it. Sadly, after we're done, perhaps. <laughs> and he sees what these people are doing, gets really mad and decides to taunt, like is so angry. He tosses his margarita at these people, but unfortunately Sabrina is in the way and takes a giant margarita right in the face. And that is all witnessed by Ray, who has been kind of watching her for a while because he's hanging out there with his sister. And he comes over and asks if she needs help. And then they have a very awkward conversation. Very awkward. And this is how it all begins. So um, <laughs> as she's covered in margarita goo, I, I loved this opening. It was it was Thank fun. You. Yeah. We had a lot of fun writing this opening. I, I suspect you had a lot of fun writing this book. Is that I true? Think. That is true. There was Good. just a lot of, I really in general like to share the favorite things about Wisconsin. So when I get to write about places that I really love, and I love the Dells, and for all of its kitschy glory and all of its beautiful naturalness, I, I love it all. Um, so I really enjoy sharing that feeling and I, I i like to think it comes across oh absolutely and then other things cheese cheese totally came across cheese so much cheese right ray who is not from the dells but is embracing the life um he is in love with cheese so ray yeah. is forever trying to make the perfect cheese fried cheese fried cheese curds Let's be specific here because cheese curds, I mean, it's not like he takes chunks of regular cheese and deep fries them. Cheese curds are baby cheese. And then, and that's a thing in Wisconsin. That's a thing. Yeah. Thing. Um, and you can tell when it's not done right. Yes. If it's done. You can tell when they're real good cheese curds. So, yeah. He's cool. So, oh, hi, Michelle. Michelle just joined us. Um, and this is great because she's helping me transition to my next question, basically. So, <laughs> says one of my best friends is a channeler Ooh. Ooh. so let's talk about that a little bit i love the way the ghosts come into this book or ghosts or spirits yes basically the family is the the women in the family are called to help spirits complete 
something undone so that they can cross over. Um, Sabrina, for reasons of her own, we won't get into it too much because we don't want to do spoilers, doesn't really want to embrace the family. (laughs) She's not big on it. She helps other, she helps people in other ways. But um, so do you have some, any experience at all with this? How did you research, you know, the whole ghosty thing or did you just make it up out of your own little head? I, I didn't do a lot of research into mediums or channelers because um, that, to me, that's not what these people were doing. The, instead of summoning ghosts or trying to get in contact with a specific ghost, they just showed up. So it was a little different. Yeah. Um, and so that, I didn't do a lot of research there. I don't have any personal experience with this, though what's, great about it is people keep telling me their ghost stories and it's great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but the whole idea of the ghosts came about because I was in the dolls doing research and I was looking for some sort of little local lore that I could weave in, that I could kind of expand and, and build on. And right on the main street in Wisconsin Dells is a restaurant bar called Sh- ghost, Mo- ghost Molly's Showboat Saloon. And so, of course, I had to do research to see if Ghost Molly was real. And there isn't much, but she did live in an apartment above this place, died in the 1930, 31, 32, and supposedly haunts it, flicks lights on and off. It's bad enough that they can't rent the apartment that she supposedly lived in. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's very cool. So that's really all that's known about her. And I decided I, I wanted to give her a story. You did it all out. So you gave her a whole story. So people, there's also a mystery in this book. So my personal, Carrie's personal preference, I don't tend to read straight romance. I like romance that has some mystery and some conflict and some serious um, character arc stuff. All of that is in this book, so you need to know. Um, And we gave, Molly has a story that we get to discover as we're reading along. So, yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun creating this. Michelle says, maybe I'm calling my friend the wrong thing. She doesn't summon spirits either. They just come to her to seek resolution. So she's part of this family. <laughs> you guys will have to hook up later. That's right. She probably knows the Monroes. <laughs> um, but very fun. But I, I, I too like romances with extra. Yeah. Uh, those are, I mean, not that I won't read straight romance. I've, I'll read it all. I love the swoonies. That's what keeps oh. me in romance land. But I do like romances with a little bit of extra where there is, because I've always sort of straddled the land of what they call women's fiction, which is yeah. the biggest category ever, but <laughs> we won't get into that. We can't tackle the patriarchy and tell me your secrets. That's a different kind of show. <laughs> we could, but you know, <laughs> but we don't have enough time. Um, so I've always kind of straddled that line where it was, it, it's always something, there's always more. Because I like that. Yeah. Like it's complicated. It can never be just one thing. Well, agreed. Um, agreed. As as in the ghost thing. So Total Rabbit Hole, and I can't remember the name of the books, and I wish I could. There's this fabulous paranormal women's fiction, and they're calling it, <laughs> I know it's women's fiction, right? Um, I write women's fiction, by the way, so we are going to have to talk. Um, 
I agree. What does that even mean, really? Uh, paranormal women's fiction, and I am really bothered. I can't remember the title of this book, but this character, as she turns a certain age, all of a sudden the ghosts show up and same thing. They want things from her. Um, very often in her world, their limbs kind of tend to fall apart. So they come around like holding an arm and she duct tapes them. She duct tapes them back together. I was so in, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, please, please message me the name of this book. Um, it's a series and seriously they she oh, duct tapes them all about every time when they get excited and parts of them fall off she fixes fixes them oh i love that yeah i know me too and also again they want something they need yeah. something something's not finished and they come to her to to help them and they're very needy they, they, well they can't do things for themselves that's that's the problem they need help that's true i i like your um i like your ghost Harry also, um, he'll come up later, I, but we don't want to talk about that too much. So food, that's the one last topic of the day. If you look right at the very behind Amy, you'll see their red back there. And that's a supper clubs map. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Perfect. Yeah, got it. <laughs> there you go. Supper clubs are so cool. I have never been to one. How sad is that? That is very, very sad, but they really can only be found in Wisconsin now. So that's, that's anywhere they used to be, summer clubs used to be more widespread. And as we went in the fifties and sixties, and then as we went through the seventies, they closed and closed and they've really only stayed open in Wisconsin because we really just like excuses to go out and drink our brandy old fashioned sweets. Uh, so, and, and for people who aren't from Wisconsin, which I'm very sad for you because it's a wonderful state, uh, supper clubs are, it's not someplace you have to be a member. Uh, it isn't hopping from friend house to friend house. It's just a type of restaurant somewhere between fine dining and family dining. Some are more casual, some are more fancy. Um, it's one of those things that it's not, you don't go in for a quick meal. It is a night out. You're going to hang out at the bar. You're going to hang out, probably talk to the bartender who's going to treat you like a long lost cousin. And then you're going to be at the the, you have your long dinner, maybe some prime ribs, some surf and turf. There's always, there's a few other things that are real common at all the supper clubs. Uh, and then oftentimes you go back to the bar for another drink. Um, so it is, it's a night out meant to be celebratory or something special. So it's not like, hey, let's go get a quick bite to eat. Yeah. That's kind um, of a supper club thing. The, the sort of food that I have to confess, my Viking would never, he would hate this. He, he would, he would, he would like the part where the menus kind of set and you just get what you're served. He always says, if you had a restaurant, that's what he'd do. It's like today, this is where we're eating like it or don't, if you don't like it. There's a restaurant down the street. Um, but he doesn't like those long drawn out yeah. dinner things. I think it would be fun, but then I would drink the old fashions. So, well, so there's two different kinds of restaurants in the book. There's Ray's supper club which has an extensive menu. Yeah. So then that's to me, that's a traditional supper club. And then there's this secret, secret hidden special restaurant that I invented. Which is where I want to go. That's the one I want to go to. I want to go there too. And that is a very different, like that, because that's a place where, all right, we're going to, you, you show up and you get what we're serving yeah. you. It's going to be amazing, but this is what you get. And I, I love that concept. Yeah, yeah, I think it's super fun. Also, 
you need to buy the book because there is an old fashioned recipe in the back, which I need to try now. I was looking at the ingredients like, okay, I don't have most of these things, but I could get them. Yes, very easy to get. What's funny is, um, I because especially during my launch week, I when I was doing a lot of events, um, I was drinking a lot of old fashions. <laughs> I, but my bottle, it's very traditional in Wisconsin for a brandy old fashioned to be made with Corbell brandy, which is not a cheap. I mean, it's not an expensive brandy. It's like a bar, nice full size bottle is usually like eight bucks, nine bucks. But the cherries, like a good old fashioned is made with good cherries. So my jar of cherries is twice as expensive as a <laughs> bottle of brandy, which is pretty on point for me. Sure. I like this. This is important. It's all good things. So Amy, really quick, what are you working on now? So now I, I'm not going to say a whole lot about it, but I will say it is a Christmas book and it's going to be set in Milwaukee. Okay. So that's kind of all I'm saying right Will now. Will there be Christmas cheese? And, well, yes, because <laughs> if you've ever been to a Christmas market, one of they always kind of have a German vibe to them. Um, and at least the one in Milwaukee always has this stand that sells raclette, which is like this cheese, this giant wheel of cheese that they put underneath like a heat lamp and it gets kind of melty and gooey. And then they'll scrape off the melty cheese and they'll put it on French bread. And the, they might, and then you might have it with ham. You can eat it just like that, or you might, they might put ham on it, or like the little tiny baby pickles, or something, you know, other things, mustard. But I just get the cheese and the melty cheese and the bread, and I'm good. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, melty, melty cheese and bread. I'm, I'm a happy girl. I probably should have lived in Wisconsin. That <laughs> my, my favorite food lists is add a glass of wine in there. I'm I'm a happy girl. So this is really awesome. Amy, um, where else can people find you? I put your website up. I can do this again. So the website is always a great place. AmyEReichert.com is a great place to start because from there you can find my Instagram, my Twitter. You can go find me on BookBub and Goodreads and Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> Okay, so all the links are there. So if everywhere, and there's a newsletter if you want to sign up, which I'll be revamping soon. Um, if you're listening to this, it's Amy Reichert, um, but it's Amy E. Reichert. So yeah. Amy, A-M-Y-E-R-E-I-C-H-E-R-T.com. And I have slash bio on here because I love the bio so much. I want to make sure that you read it. But look at the books too while you're there and find all the other places where you can follow Amy because she's a lot of fun and you want to be in her book world and buy the book because I love this book. I, I was just so happy. It was one of those books where I just finished. It's like, oh, I'm just, I'm happy now. And I like that. That is my goal with reading books. I like to say my books are comfort reads because at the end you want to hug them. Yeah. 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 I love that. Um, Michelle says you're a new author to me. I'll have to check out your books. Thanks for all the info. That's awesome, Michelle. I think yeah. that you'll love them. I know you. So I know that you will. Thank you so much again, Amy, for being here. This was for having me. Super fun. I'm glad I got to meet you. Um, I hope a manatee does find its way to you in a safe and legal fashion at some point in your life. Um, and <laughs> if so, you have to write about it for sure. I will. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thank you again for being here. And um, everybody else, I will be back again next week with another fun guest. So make sure you check back in. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.